The following is a work of audio fiction. Any resemblance to real persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Seriously. Even if some of these people sound exactly like a person that you know, it's not them, okay? Golden Acres is a completely fictional town and is not at all based on Green Acres, located in Scarsdale, New York, where our creator grew up. That is a total fluke. Please do not falsely assume that any of these characters, storylines, or descriptions is based in fact. That's how rumors get started. Rock and Robin got a deal for you, and I don't just mean free music. Starting this week, Golden Pastures Funeral Home is having a sale on family plots. That's right, buy two plots and get the third one for free. Bury your loved ones today. Medium mocha for Michael. Still waiting on Michael. Does anyone know Michael? You'll never guess who moved to Golden Acres. Gwen Bryant? How did you know? Yeah, she's my new neighbor. What? Oh my god. Next door neighbor or down the street neighbor? Next door neighbor? No. Gwen Bryant is the greatest bachelorette in the history of the bachelorette. And now you can see right into her kitchen. This is amazing. I bet she cooks naked. It's the American dream. Did you totally freak out when you saw her? I would have cried. Not really. I mean, she's just a person. What do you mean, just a person? She told Chris Harrison to fuck off on national television. She's a superhero. Which one is Chris Harrison again? Oh my god, Bethany. Are you not part of Bachelor Nation? I don't think so. But we talk about The Bachelor all the time. And not just The Bachelor. The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. I send you guys screenshots from the contestants' Twitter. Oh, is that who those people are? That makes more sense. But you write back. So cute. Because they are cute. I just thought maybe you knew them from college. Well, you're a good friend. You have to tell us everything. What have you seen so far? Uh, she has very nice furniture. What kind? I need brand names. It was a lot of neutrals. Um, the husband was carrying an extremely fuzzy ottoman at one point. Not exactly my taste, That's but... not Gwen's husband. It's her fiancé. I still can't believe she picked Will instead of Jamal. Jamal wasn't ready to commit. They barely knew each other. He shouldn't have been ready to commit. But that's what you're signing up for by being on the show. Commitment. Oh, sorry. Uh, late night. Keep going. Pretend I'm not here. Oh, it's such a waste that you are the one living next to Gwen. And I'm stuck in Phil and Karen's guest room not meeting my potential. I actually think it's good it's Bethany and not us. Why? Have I done something to hurt you? No. Now Bethany can build up a neighborly rapport without getting starstruck, and then she can report back to us. Oh, great point. I already feel less mad. Wait, hold on. When am I supposed to report back? Everything. Is Gwen happy? Is Will happy? Do they seem like a real couple, or are they just waiting for their contract to expire? What does she wear every day? Does she pick it out herself, or does she have a stylist? I have no idea what she wears every day. Well, sit on the front porch and wait until she leaves the house and take a picture. Yes! We can make a private Instagram of her outfit of the day. Think of the brand deals. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mia, but you're not going to turn me into a nosy neighbor who doesn't respect another woman's privacy. Valerie, back me up here. Can't. Gwen gave up her right to privacy when she went on reality television. We now own her and her freedom. Who is we? The American public, which I, for once, am happy to be a part of. Do you really think Gwen has given up her right to basic privacy because she was on a TV show? It's not just a TV show. It's her lifestyle. If your primary source of income is branded content on social media, I'm allowed to peer into your home uninvited. 
I want a peer. Invite me over, Bethany. I'm very good at spying, and I need an excuse to escape the war zone. War zone? Are Karen and Phil having a hard time adjusting to their new open lifestyle? Nope. They take into group sex like fish to water. That's an unfortunate visual I'm going to have trouble getting out of my head. So what's the problem? Karen's sister, Kathy. Karen hates her. I hate her, and I do not want her here. Keep your voice down. Everyone can hear you. No, they can't, Phil. I closed the door. We could definitely hear her. The walls are paper thin. You can't pee without the entire house knowing. I think I've been peeing too much. To find too much? Twice an hour? More when I've had caffeine? Oh, you're fine. I'd only be worried if you had a prostate. What happened to Bethany's prostate? Women don't have prostates, Mia. Oh, right. I was thinking of the pancreas. Were you, though? Do you want to hear about my employer's crazy sister or not? I want to hear about your employer's crazy sister. Thank you, Bethany. Once they started fighting, I went into Isabella's room. It's better for eavesdropping. And she was already sleeping, so I had to wake her up. You go into your coworker's room while she's sleeping? That was very PC of you to refer to the maid as my coworker. And yes, she was initially asleep, but I translated the entire fight for her, so I think it was worth it. I'm worried you might be a bad person. Me too, but I'm not as bad as that Kathy lady. Ugh, I can't believe she weaseled her way into my house. Again. She turned up on her porch in the rain. What was I supposed to do, Karen? She's your sister. Uh, lock the door before she could get inside. But she's family, and it was really cold out. You're mistakenly assuming Kathy has the capacity to feel things like cold or empathy. Evil people can still freeze to death. Ah, so you admit she's evil? I think she's troubled and clearly looking for a second chance. Second. Try 14th. And that's a conservative guess. Karen. Sweetheart. Whoa. <laughs> sweetheart. You never call me sweetheart. I was trying it out. Does one of your hookups call you sweetheart? Yeah. I sort of like it. What do you think? Eh, it's not really working for me. Do you want me to try a different pet name? No. I want you to kick that woman out of our house. I understand that as your knee-jerk reaction. I was mad at my brother for years after he ratted me out to my parents for throwing a house party. That is not the same. You didn't even get punished for the party. Your parents were just disappointed. I know, I know, but Kathy is the only sibling you have. Thank God for that. You haven't seen her in five years. Wow, time really flies when your only sister steals your identity. What do you mean, stole her identity? Are they identical twins? Like in the parent trap? <laughs> no. Apparently, the last time they saw each other, Kathy used her sister's name to open 15 credit cards. 15? How? Aren't there only like four credit card companies? No, there were many credit card companies. What kind of rewards program do you have? I'm not sure. Steve handles all that stuff. What? You can't trust men to find the best deals. You have to micromanage that shit. You could be staying in luxury resorts for free. How much money do you think we spend? You don't spend money on credit cards, you charge them. And then one day you spend money to cover the charges. One day doesn't matter when you live in the present. Like a Buddhist. With a shopping habit. Wait, did Karen actually kick her sister out? She certainly tried. I want her gone. Now. Now? It's the middle of the night. It's 11.30. She's probably asleep. Sorry, am I interrupting your fight about me? Because I can come back later. Kathy, no, come in. We were just... Fighting about you. <laughs> it's okay. I probably deserve whatever's coming for me. No. Yes, you do. I just wanted to take a moment to apologize before going to bed in your beautiful home. I'm going to need you to be more specific about the apology. I already know why my home is beautiful. I guess I've done a lot of fucked up things over the years, huh, sis? There is no need to fake camaraderie. It makes Phil uncomfortable. That's true. I am uncomfortable. Maybe I should go downstairs and let you two... You stay right here as a witness to her fake apology. Okay. Here it goes. 
The last time you saw me, I was a horrible person. You look the same, to be honest. Karen. What? It's an observation. She hasn't aged. Some people would view that as a compliment. I might look the same, but I'm a completely different person. On the inside. Here we go. Let me guess. You have some sort of autoimmune disease eating away your insides, and now you need us to take care of you because you don't have anyone else. Um, no. The inside of my body is also the same. I was talking about my personality, my mindset. The last time you saw me, I was extremely selfish. Oh, Kathy, don't undersell yourself. You weren't just selfish. You're a full-blown criminal. You're right. I did selfish, criminal things. Like? You want me to list them? Sure. And I'm here to fill in any gaps. Lucky for us, I'm very good at holding a grudge. I don't think we need to drudge up every single bad memory. 1992. You killed a squirrel by accident and told everyone I did it on purpose. Mom and Dad made me go to years of therapy to deal with my violent tendencies and pathological lying. I never knew about that. Is that why you weren't allowed to have pets? One of the reasons, yes. Care to share the others, Kathy? One may or may not involve a penchant for arson. Look, I've done a lot of bad things. We all know that. I don't deserve forgiveness, and I don't expect you to take my word at face value. But I've changed, and I really hope you both take the time to get to know the new me. That's wonderful, Kathy. We are so looking forward to getting to know... Get out of my house! Whoa, she's trying to apologize. And you're buying it? Come on, Phil. We both know the last time she apologized, she left with my car keys. And my car. I never got a chance to thank you for not calling the police about that. Why are you still here? Why is she still here? Okay, okay, breathe. I think we all need to calm down a little and maybe sleep this off. Things might seem more manageable in the morning, huh? (sighs) Fine. What? That's a good idea. Really? Yes. Let's all go to sleep once we chain Kathy to the bed. (laughs) Wait, are you serious? You want to chain me to the bed? I don't see any other option. If we don't physically restrain you, Phil and I might wake up to an empty house. I'm just glad you hate children. I don't have to worry about you kidnapping Zoe for ransom. I would never kidnap Zoe. I know, because you hate children. We can't tie her to the bed, Karen. It's inhumane. If it's good enough for a psych ward, it's good enough for my baby sister. Come on. It's okay, Phil. If this setup will give Karen peace of mind, it's not a problem. Are you sure? Why not? I'm a low-maintenance sleeper. I once fell asleep. No time to chat, Kathy. Phil, where do we keep the handcuffs we used with the Russos? They actually locked her to the bed? Yep. And guess who had to unlock her in the morning? You did not. Me? No way. I'm the nanny. Isabella had to do it. Why is it more appropriate to have a cleaning woman unlock a house guest than a nanny? Isabella's a better team player. I would never let someone tie me to a bed. That's too bad for Steve. Constraints can put the spark back in a marriage. They're also great for releasing deep-seated resentment. I walked right into that one, didn't I? Yep, though I was probably going to bring it up regardless. You and Larry use constraints? Uh, Not anymore. One time I was really mad at him about something, so I left him tied up for an entire afternoon. Now he won't do it again because he doesn't trust me. Does he still tie you up? (laughs) Like I would trust him. That man is obsessed with evening the score. He actually keeps track of who wins each argument and presents me with a scorecard at the end of the year. That's horrible. It's fine, because I always win. Respect. Want to place bets on who's right about Kathy? Optimistic Phil or pessimistic Karen? No, it's awful to be estranged from a family member. I hope they work it out. I don't know. Could be dangerous for Karen. 
If high school reunions have taught me anything, once a conniving bitch, always a conniving bitch. And that's just what they say about me. (laughs) What do you think, Mia? You've met her. Can Karen trust Kathy? Not with her husband. Were you able to sleep at all? I had some light chafing on my wrist, but other than that, I slept like a baby. Tied to a bed. (laughs) I'm sorry about Karen. She has some... Trust issues? I was going to say anger issues, but yes, that too. I'm sure whatever issues she has are partly my fault. That's not true. Unless you also taught her how to drive. I'm the younger sister. She taught me. Oof. Remind me to never get in a car with you. Especially since it might be stolen. (laughs) I'm sorry. I shouldn't have joked about that. I'm sure you stole Karen's car for a good reason. Not really. I just hate taxis and I was mad at her. (laughs) Well, at least you're honest. I tend to repress things. Can I ask you something? Uh Uh-oh. No good questions start with permission. It's nothing bad, I promise. I've been explicitly told not to trust you. (laughs) Um, I was just wondering. Last night, Karen said something about getting the handcuffs we used with the Russos. The Russos live down the street. Very nice people. They own a great restaurant. And like handcuffs? Right. Well, about two months ago, we uh, decided to become polyamorous. So the Russos are one of the couples we see from time to time. Would you like more coffee? Hold on. Polyamorous as in fucking other people? That's the simplest definition, but it's really more than that. It's about opening yourself up to opportunities and not expecting one person to satisfy... I can't believe my perfect sister is hosting orgies in her meticulously decorated home. You have to tell me, does she put out finger sandwiches first? Oh, not always. But sometimes? Every situation is different. She's a very good host. This is amazing. How did you get her to agree to this? I didn't. It was her idea. What? Has she had a recent head injury? Not that I know of. I was skeptical at first, but it's been great. We've rediscovered our passion for each other along with our passion for a bunch of other people. Wow. I'm impressed. Thanks. I honestly didn't think I had it in me. I felt lucky to nail down one woman. Your humility is part of what makes you so attractive. Stop. I'm blushing. (laughs) So tell me, how does it all work? Are there rules, or is it a free-for-all? Well, there are rules. We discuss everything before we do it, and... Um, Kathy? Mm Mm-hmm? Your hand is on my knee. I know. No, Kathy! Right? So gross. Horrible behavior. Wait, why is this any worse than any of the other extramarital stuff? Because Kathy is Karen's sister, who she hates. You heard what Phil said. You can't screw whoever you want just because you're polyamorous. There are boundaries. There's rules. Even if Phil is irresistible. Ugh, stop saying stuff like that. I can't help the way my body responds when I see him struggling to carry a box into the post office. Just knowing I have more upper body strength than him excites my lower body. Bethany, make her stop, please. What did Phil do about the hand on the knee? I didn't give him a chance to do anything. I walked into the kitchen and diffused the entire situation. You should have seen the relief on Phil's face. Show me with your face. No. Karen is lucky to have you looking out for her. I wasn't just doing it for Karen. We all know the first one to go in a messy divorce is the hot nanny. True. Smart thinking. So is Phil going to tell Karen about Kathy? Unclear. I think he's worried Karen might kill Kathy, and Zoe would have to grow up with her mother in prison. Well, who does Zoe go to if something happens to her parents? I can only pray it's not me. Caitlin has to go live with Larry Spencer's sister if we die in the next two years. I feel terrible for both of them. My parents get custody of Caleb if something happens to us. But they're so old. They're not that old. 
Are they? Imagine going through all the terribleness of pregnancy and parenting only for your kid to die. Whoa, we were talking about parents dying, not kids. Sorry. Ever since Michelle Grimm went missing, I think about kids dying all the time. We know! Rockin' Robin has to fly away for now, folks. Try to keep your spirits up until I return. Like Mother always used to say, happiness is an illusion. And yet she wasn't happy a single day in her miserable life. Woo-hoo! I'm Allison Raskin. Stay tuned after the break for another episode of Hot Goss featuring Kunal Dudeker. We are back with Hot Goss. Thank you for coming, Kunal. Oh, hey, thanks for having me. As you know, with the show, this time we're talking about real gossip. Not that gossip is ever real, but gossip we actually grew up hearing about. Right, right. So do you have anything anything to bring to the table? Uh, should we get into the dark stuff? Yeah, let's get into the dark stuff. So this was like pretty mysterious for a long part of my life and still kind of is a little bit of a mystery. Oh, I'm um, so excited. It <laughs> it can get it can get a little dark. Okay. Um, so my eyes are like widening. I'm like <laughs> breathing heavy. I'm so pumped. So I I have an uncle, mm-hmm. and for there was like a good part of like my childhood for like it was ten years where he just all of a sudden disappeared. Oh, right. really? So he was in your life and then he wasn't? Yeah. When I was about, I want to I say like under 10. I was probably like six. I was probably like six years old. So okay. like I have these like, I had these like faint memories of him. And then um, he all of a sudden, boom, he was gone. And your parents wouldn't explain why? So I eventually like <laughs> maybe within a couple of years. <laughs> Took I was a few like, years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. I you think... don't see uncles that often. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, things, brains are developing still, hey, maybe. Sure. I don't know. When I was six, I was still more uh, focused on, like, playing in sand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at some point, I was like, hey, uh, parents. Um, that's what I called them. Of them, course. Collectively. We'll, we'll call them that to protect their identity. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Parent. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would be like, hey, uh what happened to Uncle? Uh, Uncle, let's call Uncle. Him Jehovah. Let's call okay. him Jehovah. Uh, <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, and and obviously they would like, uh, they would be, kind of, well, not obviously because you don't know what happened yet, but <laughs> they would kind of try to avoid the question. Oh. And then eventually they like settled on this uh, story that he moved to Brazil and was staying in Brazil. And, and that was it? And that was it. And Did he have a wife or children or a yes. spouse? Oh, and he did. So, and they all disappeared? No. And so there's... What? He has a full family, three children. Um, sorry, four children. Oh, that's rude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll... You get why I mixed that up in a second. Oh, I can't uh, wait. And, I'm tingling. And a, and a wife. Um, and so, uh, okay, so 10 years literally went by. And I was, you know, probably like 15, 16, whatever. Um, and then 
like my parents just never really explained, like fully explained where these two people went. And I, I never, I never really believed whatever bullshit they well, were. Oh yeah, saying. Brazil's a little vague. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, our my phone rang, my landline rang, and I picked it up. And the missing daughter <gasps> was on the other line crying. Oh my and, God. And she goes, hey, it's me, uh, Susie. Okay. Uh, can I talk to your mom? And I recognized her name because she was the only Susie I knew. And my mom talked to her, and she was, like, freaking out because she hadn't heard from her in 10 years. So basically what happened was this, and so she came back into our lives. A few years later, the uncle also came back. So it had turned out that she accused him of, like, molestation-type things. Oh. And so, and I'm when so that, sorry for all of my earlier reactions. Yeah, I know. I and so, my foot to my mouth. I, <laughs> I told you it was dark. Uh, and so, but the crazy thing was, is no one believed her. Her her family didn't believe her. Um, so they essentially like disowned her. And the only and the only person that that did believe her was my mom. Good for your mom. Yeah. And but why did the uncle leave if if no one believed her accusations? So, so he didn't leave. He was convicted. <gasps> and he was He in, was in jail? He was in jail for years and years. And your family didn't tell you? No, because they didn't I mean, they didn't know how to address this kind of situation. Yeah, but you'd think like as you got maybe not at six, but at ten. 12, 14? <laughs> well, yeah it, the, yeah. it it honestly wasn't until she came back that I, I found out everything that happened. Um, I can't believe your cousins didn't tell you. Oh, well, they were like in complete denial and they still are. And wait, so that that part of the family, we don't even talk to barely anymore because wow. they, they kind of just like separated themselves from everybody. And because, But is the, is the daughter, the cousin who called, Susie, is she – part of your family's yeah. life? Yeah. So you sort of adopted her into your immediate exactly, family. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's my, nice. my mom was like her mom at her wedding kind of oh, thing. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's a happy ending. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But it was just like, it was a complete mystery for like a whole decade. Did you ever like confront your parents about lying to you about it? Um, No, because like... I was like, I get it, I guess. Yeah. You know, I was like, I if it was my sibling, I wouldn't want to talk about that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And and I think, like, as far as, like, my dad probably, like, just, like, didn't want to get involved, you know? Like, didn't know what was up, didn't. And they were hearing, like, crazy things from that side, from, like, Susie had her thing, and she was the only one. So she went to the police, and the police believed yeah. her, but her family didn't believe her. Yeah, and the family fought hard against her. Like, her her actual siblings, like, would not support her at all. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, like, anytime she was, like, looking for help, they would be there, too, you know, like, also talking to that person, like, no, no, she's lying, she's lying about everything, none of this ever happened, and, like... Well, this is an example, folks, of how... <laughs> I wish I had something more enlightened to say about this, but I'm, I'm just so happy that, that your mom believed her. Yeah. And that she spoke the truth. Yeah. But it is an interest. it is, like, it shows how easy it is to, like, make people not believe facts and... And like how 
and also how you can just tell your kids someone moved to Brazil and that's the end of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's another takeaway. Think of a better lie than he's in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> Normally at the end of the show, we do a segment where I ask you if you now looking back believe what you grew up hearing. So I can assume we no longer believe he was ever in Brazil. <laughs> you know, I'm still a little bit on the fence. <laughs> No, you're not. Um, Brazil's a nice place. But we 100% believe Susie. <laughs> yeah. And that's 100%. what's important. Yeah. 100%. Thank you for coming, Kunal. We all believe you, Susie. Stitcher presents Gossip. Written and directed by Allison Raskin. Produced by Rachel Wolther. Sound design by Casey Holford. Starring Amanda Perez as Mia, Allison Raskin as Bethany, Victoria Rowell as Valerie, Beth Littleford as Rockin' Robin. Featuring Emily Heller as Karen Hart, Kunal Dudhecker as Phil Hart, Igor Hiller as the barista, and Leland Bowden as Kathy. Story by Allison Raskin, Charlotte Lorston, and Rebecca Hanover. Casting by Shana Markowitz. Our production manager is Talia Shea Levin. Our recording engineer is Matt Brownlee. Production assistance from Carly Guida. Our assistant editor is Lauren Kleeman. Original composition by Alessandro Tabora. Production legal by Lindsay Bowen, Kyle Brett, and Michaela Gross. Executive produced by Chris Bannon, Jenny Radelet, and Matt Sedagian. Stitcher's consulting producer is John Asante. Special thanks to Westlake Studios, Matt Gorley, and SAG-AFTRA. Gossip is a production of Stitcher. For more information, visit gossippodcast.com. Stitcher.